0: Welcome to the Women on the Rise podcast. I'm Jen Blandos, the founder of Female Fusion and this is where we look at everything entrepreneurship for female entrepreneurs. Whether you are just getting started or you have a seven or eight figure business, we cover the topics that matter most to you as you are building, growing and scaling your business. Welcome to another episode of Women on the Rise and Today, I'm sitting down and chatting with Donna Benton, who is the founder and CEO of The Entertainer and also The Benton Group. Welcome to the podcast, Donna. Thank you for having me, Jen. I am so excited to have you. You and I have known each other for about three or four years now, and you've always been one of the entrepreneurs that I want to get on the podcast. So thank you for coming in today. Oh, thank you. It's absolutely my pleasure. I love what you guys do. Oh, thank you. Before we jump in, because we have listeners... All over the world. Um, People who are listening to us, if they live in the UAE, you are a very well known name. But maybe for people outside of the UAE, maybe you can tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure, no problem. Um, Well, I am Donna.
1: (laughs) I arrived in Dubai when I was 26. Um, I'm from Australia, I'm from Melbourne. And I initially came to Dubai for one year with a job, thinking I'll just save a little bit of money, put it on a house, and go and live back in Australia. Twenty-three years later, I am still here and still loving it. Um, but what I what I actually did when I first came here is I started a company called The Entertainer. And what The Entertainer is, we offer buy one get one free offers to the best restaurants, attractions, cafes, night spots, hotels, um, beauty salons, spas, you name it, we, we pretty much have it. Um, and we did that in 15 countries. Um, that's how we started. I first started in Dubai, um, then we went to the UAE, then we expanded our portfolio Gosh, there's so much to say in in what we what we did, but they started with one one person being me that founded yeah. the company, and I did two exits, fifteen countries, over twelve thousand merchants. And we put $1.3 billion into the economy every year through Entertainer.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And it is, I remember when I first came to Dubai, I've lived here now for 14 years. And one of the things that everyone was like, go buy the Entertainer. <laughs> and I remember back in those days, I was talking to a friend about the Entertainer the other day. And we we're like, yeah, you remember when it was the books well, and the you book. used to have to, the books were we it was loved like the book. almost <laughs> like a phone book, right? Like you'd carry around the book, you'd have the books in your handbag, you'd pull out your coupon. I know. We would do coffee mornings, swapping right. vouchers. Oh yes, there was like the the swaps with yes. the vouchers
1: as well. Yeah, I know, I know. Everybody still talks to me about the book. Yeah, uh, I mean, we are technology based now with the app, but yeah, the book. We had a lot of great memories with the book. That's where the entertainer started, and yeah. that's how it was like an institution. Yeah, um, whether it be here or Qatar or Oman or Bahrain, it was it was an institution um, in this region.
0: Now you um, you did exit from the entertainer and. After after that, as well, you set up another business, which was the Benton Group as well. So you've got the entertainer, but then there's also the Benton Group too. I did. I actually in 2012 I sold half the company,
1: and that enabled us actually to go into more countries and to go digital at the same time. And then in 2018, we we then sold the rest of the company and it was a really hard decision for me because i've been doing it for so long for 18 years it was my commercial baby and yeah it was a really big move for me but i just felt that i just needed to do something else and i don't know try my hand at something different a little bit so that's when i started the benton group and what the benton group does is we invest in in startups really and we create our own startups um, hmm. So I invested in a company called Sunset Hospitality whereby it's a restaurant group where here we own Sushi Samba, Aura, uh, Mop 32, Luigia, Black Tap, etc. So we have a great portfolio of restaurants here and beach clubs and hotels. So I invested in that whereby I'm on the board. I'm not operational. Our founders are fabulous. So yeah. they, they run it. We have 4,000 staff there. Um, But I wanted to get back into something for me. So I started up a swimwear company called Kaha Kapo. Now, being Australian, we have a lot of swimwear. Yes. And I just found there wasn't great, great swimwear here. We had good swimwear, but not great, just colour-wise, fit-wise, fabric-wise. Yeah. So I thought, let me try
0: my hand at that. And the the swimmer line now has been going for I think three years. Uh, I remember when you launched almost
1: four years. Four
0: years. Now. Yeah, we launched that during
1: COVID.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah,
1: I seem to launch these companies during all the
0: all the bad times. But um, but that's really taken off as well. The swimmer line. I love the swimmer line. It's so pretty, and also you also have really nice beachwear. Thank you. We do. We do. Um, we do men's, women's, and children, and it's
1: for us it was really about the fit the fabric and and about having fun at the same time and that's where the colour comes in so no we're really proud of that and and it's exciting and we've opened up a few stores here and we do lots of distribution um so we
0: hopefully will go deeper and wider into Kaha Kapo. Mm, So many things for us (laughs) to dive deep into one thing I wanted to ask you first because this is something that I hear from female entrepreneurs sometimes, you know, they say that you should be able to leave your business plan on the seat of an airplane. Somebody picks it up and it doesn't matter because nobody can really replicate you and you are kind of the the essence in the the business. What do you think about that? I
1: 100% agree with that. Um, anyone out there who has started a business will know that as well. You're You are the business, you're the vision of the business, you know yeah. exactly... Um, what you would like it to be. And when you start a business, of course you have help along the way and your colleagues and and you have advice and you go off piece a little bit. Um, but you're the heartbeat. That's how i mm. say it. You're the heartbeat. And it's, it's generally your vision. And if I know this any time, it's now going back to the entertainer after five years and the other CEO's vision was a little bit different than mine and yes, that's that's um that your statement is one hundred percent correct. Nobody knows the business like you do it. and
0: do you find as well, because I'm sure you've had this with your businesses too, that people try and copy what you're doing. Mm. and it, i I hear this again from business owners, especially if they've had their business maybe for a couple of years, that it's something which is very jarring for them that you know somebody maybe copies exactly what they're doing or the same kind of business and they get really stressed about it but the thing that i say to them is that they're not you you know like go ahead and try and copy that and i think even with the entertainer there's been other companies that have tried to copy the entertainer and different things that it's not going to be the same
1: oh jen we have we've had everything um (laughs) we've had people copy our our actual product, the book, like word by word almost Nelly with the terms and conditions. Um, We had all the daily deal sites come out. We've had had so many things that we've had to really go head on with. But, you know, I always say you just stick in your own lane, you do your business, you keep an eye on the competition and take it as a compliment. And, look, we all get ideas from everywhere. I mean I'm not the first person in the world that's ever done a voucher product – But what I feel is you put your own T's and C's to it. You put your touch on it. Um, So for us, we were seven days a week. It had to be valid for lunch and dinner. So we had our terms and conditions. Others might do a book full of discounts and it might be valid different times. Yeah. So it's really what you believe in your product, who you want to market it to, and what you really want to get out of it at the same time.
0: Yeah. Now... Speaking. Let's talk about the entertainer for a minute. You stepped out of the entertainer for for five years mm-hmm. um, when you exited, and you have recently come back. And I think people living in the UAE are quite happy about that. I know I mentioned <laughs> to you as well. Thank I, you. I have the entertainer on my phone. Been a entertainer user for 15 years and I was saying I remember when I would have because it shows you on the app what your savings are every year and I would have thousands of dirhams of savings and then this year I noticed I'm like oh 100 dirhams I haven't really been using it and there's been a change in the entertainer what it was like when Donna was running it and what it was like afterwards and now you've come back into it.
1: I have, I have. Thank you. Um, I know it would look. The entertainer is my commercial baby. Um, it's in my DNA. I love everything that it stands for. I, I didn't grow up with a family of wealth or a lot of money and I think that's one of the reasons really I started the entertainer to give people the opportunity to do things more often um, at an affordable price but at the same time also helping build um, businesses work with the merchants building businesses get extra footfall so after five years um, the chairman did come back to me and say "Would, would you come back and for many different reasons, so I I didn't want to see it slip, and I I took the challenge back on. And look, I've been there for six weeks. There's so many changes already that we've done. I've brought back some of my old team, re-signed a lot of lot of great merchants because that's one thing that. The entertainer is. It's about the merchants. Yeah. And that's unfortunately what was getting missed out by the other um, visionaries. So um, so look, we're back on track. That's what I could say. It just takes a few tweaks and you've got to get the right people on board and the right marketing and the right message really of what of what it is. And you just have to be honest. You have mm. to just, you know, in any business, you just have to be truthful about really what happened, why it happened and and you get back there and fix it. So a bit like the Steve Jobs story, but we're not as valuable as Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you will be one day. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> Lots more countries to conquer. Lots more countries. Yeah, we're still in eight countries, which is great. Um, we're redoing the app, the website. Um, so it's, it's getting a
0: facelift, which is great. And we're coming back and we'll be bigger than ever so exciting it's Somebody, exciting it's yeah. exciting Jen I'm I'm looking forward to that because there's some really great things in the entertainer like not only food but just even stuff you can do with your kids stuff you can do with your friends on the weekends oh, as well Jen, which is great there's so much I mean the entertainer is 595
1: dirham for an example for we have just re-signed motion gate for example we've got wild body you've got yeah. a lot of theme parks now a family of four gets two free entrances that is more than the cover price of the entertainer in yeah. one outing, and you've got the rest of the year to use all the F and B, the other attractions, spas. They're at six, seven hundred, dirham for a massage, um, hotel nights, two for ones. Um, so you've got staycations, you've got food, you've got beauty,
0: you've got a tra- You've got everything. You've got everything. <laughs> you've got everything, Jen. To- and did you find it was um, hard, Donna, to educate people about that? We were talking before we hit record just about pricing and having your ideal paying customer because you do always have the people who are like, oh, that's so expensive, why would I pay for that? And I Mm. hear that with female fusion sometimes. And it is do – you, do you have to think about that as part of the marketing and your strategy for communicating that? Yeah, look, you have to think certainly with the entertainer. The entertainer is for everybody.
1: Um, everybody wants value. Everybody wants to save money. But at that, there's also a price to pay. Mm. So I'm very much a believer of I, th- I get a fair price of what it, it is and, and please don't come to me and barter with it because it's already really fair. <laughs> That's what I'll say to people. This is it. I mean, people pay – the cover price of the entertainer for a brunch on a Saturday, you know, and this is for yeah. a whole year and the brunches are in the product at the don't, same don't time. Tell me people are asking you for discounts, are they? And, and like, No, they do. I'm like, why would you discount a discounted product? Like that's wow. what I always say. So look, okay. whether it be the entertainer, car, ha, capo, a restaurant, a retail, whatever it may be, you're never going to be able to please everybody. Mm. And you have to believe in your product so much and of its worth really. And if people don't want to pay that, well, then unfortunately they're not your customer and because there's many that would.
0: Yeah. And this is a lesson for all entrepreneurs, I think. And I I hear this so much from from members in Female Fusion, that they really struggle with, you know, these people are asking me for discounts, but it costs me so much to create this product or deliver this service, and I'm like, go find different customers. Like, yeah, you have got the most amazing
1: product for uh, for not a lot at all. Yeah, I think it's a thousand dirham for the whole
0: year. <laughs> oh, a thousand dollars. Oh, dollars. I thought a thousand dirham was yeah, cheap. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a thousand. A thousand, a thousand dollars, dollars is, is still, ch- but super that's cheap.
1: One online course in, you know, right. in. in uh, on, online for like two days or something yeah and the whole year they're meeting a network of women going to events getting intel so look you've got to pay for what you get and we all have operational expenses at the same time so I mean and look we're also in business not to break even you know as hard as that sounds everybody goes into business to make money um otherwise it becomes a hobby
0: but a lot of people struggle with that, right? About the, um, you know, it, it's I feel bad asking for so much money and I feel bad making profit. I heard this and I think mm. women more than men. That yeah, they,
1: which I don't understand. If you're going into business, you got to make money and yeah. it has to cover your salaries and all your OPEX it has to cover. But you're actually going in there to make money, not to break even. Yeah, And that's the half truth of it. Otherwise, it does become a hobby Um, or you should get into CSR or a charity and all those things are amazing as well. Um, But it's really what you want to do. But if it's a business, if you don't make money in three, four years, well, then it does become a hobby.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And if you make money... You can always donate it to good things or set up other things that you're passionate about, but you shouldn't be afraid to charge.
1: No. I mean, I'll give you an example for entertainer. What Say, for example, when it's our Christmas party, mm. I'm all about company culture. You know, it's a team effort. Your Your staff are your human capital. So... We I'll put them into teams and we do fun things and for example we might have, I don't know, fifteen teams of ten or something in our Dubai office. So I'll get them to go around and go and they have to sell like 10 products each team and we have this big challenge. <laughs> but then I don't tell them all the money that we get from the 150 products, et cetera, then I put that towards someone generally in-house or a family member that needs an operation. Or oh. that they couldn't afford to do something. So we've paid for eye operations. We've paid for someone's daughter had scoliosis. So you can make money and still give yeah. back at the same time. That's what people don't yeah. realise.
0: And I, I I wish that women would believe in that more. I, I've even had – I had somebody come up to me and say, why is female fusion not a not-for-profit? You shouldn't be charged – you shouldn't be making money. And I was like, why – should I not be making money just because we're doing good and helping doesn't mean that we can't make a profit. But it's your living. Right. That's the thing. It, <laughs> it's, it's it's a living and it's a job at the same time. Yeah. But
1: it just so happens that your job benefits thousands of women out there.
0: So it's a win-win. Yes. I think it's great. And they make lots of money out of it. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: you know, I'm a big believer of women should, should support women at the same time yeah. and under, they have to understand the business that they're going into or the business they're involved with and if somebody wants to start up a business um that is non-profit that's also great yeah um but there's always going to be expenses in there
0: but they're again not your business doesn't necessarily have to be not for profit i had a member come to me once and say well i'm setting up this academy and it should be not for profit because i'm helping women i was like why you know, you can still <laughs> yeah. help people. You can still have this academy and charge money. And now she's got this really successful business and she is making money and she is paying herself a salary. And then if she wants to use some of that investment and do community events or help people, she can do that exactly. too.
1: Exactly, Everything snowballs for one another. Yeah. But you've got to have the foundation there to start off with. Otherwise, yeah. everything collapses.
0: Now, what do you do um, as an entrepreneur? We always have a million ideas. (laughs) We do. (laughs) A million ideas. And you're like, I would like to do this and maybe this and maybe that. How do you decide with all of these different ideas? What are the ones that you're going to go for? So
1: I go for things that I have passion in. I have to love them. That's pretty much my rule. Um, if I don't love it, I don't have passion in it. I don't do it. So I love F and B. I love helping people save money. Um, I love retail. I love making women feel good. That's generally why I did the swimwear. At the same time, let's say if somebody asked me to invest in um, tires um, and it it's not and, and it was very <laughs> profitable, was like oh, it's not really my thing, so probably not. Um, so I have a rule that if I don't love it or I don't have passion in it, I don't do it because it won't work.
0: And do you find that, do you have any other criteria like love it and passion, but then do you break it down further and go, okay, so I love it. I have the passion for it. Is it going to make money? How long is it going to take us to do? Are you just like, forget it, let's do it. Let's see if it's going to work. A bit of both, to be honest. (laughs) If
1: I invest in something, uh, so when I invested into the Sunset Group, for example, I knew I loved F&B, but I actually, there's a lot of, we have 14,000 restaurants in Dubai alone, just to give you that example. Um, But I believed in Antonio and Naz, the founders, so... I also believe that you invest in people, not companies, at the mm-hmm. same time. So that was my reasoning for Sunset, and and fortunately, they've done amazing, and and the group's great. Um, with the swimwear, I'd never been in swimwear before. I'd never done retail before, so I thought, let's let, let's go, let's give it a crack. Did, did <laughs> you, you know? find
0: that was a steep learning curve, or did you just? find the right people to support you. I and found the right people at the same time. So I had all my
1: years of experience with yeah. entertainer and I think I'm generally quite good with people. Um, but it, I learned along the way at the same time. I wanted to be hands-on and I wanted to learn along the way. So, of course, I do a feasibility and I generally do it on an A4 bit of paper and I'm just quick writing it all down. And then I just go with my gut and I just think, yep, yeah, let's just do it. Um, and that's pretty much – I'm probably the rarity of the entrepreneurs in that way. But I I, I don't know. Everyone used to say to me about the entertainer, did you ever think there was a time that it wouldn't work? And this is definitely not me being arrogant, but I said no. I always yeah. knew it would because I just loved it so much and I loved everything that it stood for and there was no option for it not to work.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I feel that about female fusion as mm. well, right? Like, you know, you just have such a passion and you're like, I know – people need this. People need the entertainer. There's going to be a market for this. Same thing with female fusion as well, that there's Correct. so many women around the world that don't have that support to build a profitable business. Exactly. And there's so many women that still don't even know about female fusion or oh the entertainer, et cetera. So
1: it's, it's <laughs> every know. day you wake up and think, right, how am I going to get to yeah. these people? There's still so much more you can do. Yeah. And some of the problems with entrepreneurs are, And look, I was one of these at at some point at the same time. You want to do everything. So we want to do this, but then we want to do that. And we want to do that. If you spread yourself too thin. It's not going to work. You do everything good, but not great. Yeah. So you have to consolidate and you have to do the things that you, the one or two things that you love the most. Yeah. I have learned that.
0: I've learned that as well. Hmm. And it is sometimes as well, I'll sit with it for maybe a month or two. Because I, I get excited about so many things and there's all these things I want to do. And if I'm still excited about it after four, six, eight weeks, then I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good that you do that because sometimes we get excited over the over the weekend, over a beverage or two. It's like, <laughs> yes, let's do it. And then it's like, oh, actually,
0: uh, that's, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really have the passion in that anymore. But do you do you find as well, one thing that I've noticed – as i get older that my intuition is actually really good when mm. it comes to business and i didn't trust my intuition when i was younger i always thought more with my head because i was like no 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 i have to be realistic but now i find that my intuition is almost always right yeah i think
1: i think that comes from experience well when we're younger we yeah. think with our head and it's an idea and oh yeah it's going to work and we just sort of go with it but I think we've made the mistakes you know everyone has to make mistakes to learn I always say you just don't make the same one twice um we've all we've all had our ups and downs we've all failed we've all achieved um in our own different ways and as you get older you you, it's intuition it's your gut feeling really I think that works then
0: absolutely and you mentioned something as well about team. What I find, when businesses get to a certain level, it's kind of you're getting to your high six-figure, seven-figure. Team is the biggest struggle that business owners are are dealing with. Yet you were saying that this is something that, that you love doing that you've gotten really, really good at. What are your secrets of success for building building a team that team. works so well and advice that you can give other business owners that are struggling with this
1: yeah look team is always going to be your biggest struggle because you're dealing with people Mm. (laughs) and they're people that work for you you're paying their salaries you you're you're their life you're their income so they're always going to be your not your biggest struggle but um they can take a lot of time that's why you need good hr (laughs) um yes but look you you've got to get the right team in place that's what it is. Um, and that takes time. Um, you've got to invest in your team yourself. You just can't expect people to start mm. and off they go and they don't know anything. You've got to invest in them. You have to train them. You have to give them, whether it be your company values. I'm a very big believer of leading by example. I personally would never ask anyone to do something that I wouldn't do and you have to earn respect. You just mm-hmm. don't get it. They're my values in the companies that I run and generally your team will respect you for that. Yeah. Um, but, look, you do things along there. For example, I've put a hair salon in the office because I know all the women Did love you? it. Yes, <gasps> I've had a hair salon and people love it. You know, they want to look good when they go out. They get more work done in there on their laptop doing a pedicure. Um because I don't have anyone interfering. How oh, great. Yes. Yeah, so and is
0: this a new addition that you put in since Donna came back into I business? I actually used to have it at the entertainer. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, so the other CEOs took
1: it out. So the first thing when I got back was the women in there were like, Donna, are you putting back in the hair salon? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. um, so look, it's little small touches, you know, it's doing breakfast mornings. It's, it's, if someone's not well or their family you know give them give them some leverage i mean i always say i'm a fair firm but fun boss that's that's how nice. i would say myself
0: and do you look for when you're hiring people do you look for any specific attributes
1: yes i do actually um i look for work ethic that is my biggest one mm-hmm. I, I, there's nothing worse than a what do you call it a clock Clock a clock watcher. watcher. Yes. Yeah. And that's not saying everyone needs to do overtime or anything like that. But you've, you've got to be in the business and enjoy it. So I look for work ethic. I look for passion. I look for loyalty. I look for someone that's kind, caring. Um, so I look for more of a personal touch yeah, because you can teach people other things. Moldability. Um, anyone can come with a CV and it can be written on, wow, you're the best salesperson in the world. Totally. Look at this track record. But all your other things are not working for me, so um, so yeah. I look
0: uh, the big ones for me
1: are work ethic, um, passion, loyalty.
0: Yeah, I mean I agree with you. It was funny when you were saying those attributes. I was like, yes, tick tick. You know, those mm. are those are a lot of things as well that I find really. Bring out the best in people. It's values,
1: right? right? It's values. I mean, obviously they have to know what they're doing. Yeah. And they have to be fitted for the job. But they have to have personal values that fit – whether it's myself or the company or who they're working for, yeah. that's
0: really important. And that comes back to the the values of the business and being really clear on that. And it's strange, like so many businesses aren't clear on their values. They're so not clear. And you know, Jen, people actually don't leave businesses. They leave managers. Yeah,
1: People leave people. Um, so everything stems from the top. So you have to... You've got to know your values. You've got to have the right senior people in place, and you also people people are people. They're not a number, mm. so you have to know all the people in the company, not just the senior management. Um, so yeah, um, that's just my values anyway. So yeah. hopefully, other people well, will have the same. It worked well.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so far, so good. Touch so wood. far, so good. And you've brought in a lot of your former team that worked together before under you as well at the Entertainers so they're all they've all come back?
1: Yeah, I have. Not not massive amounts. Okay. I've
0: bought back
1: maybe six, seven people. Um, I've also relocated some other people who were um, we have a whole tech team in Pakistan, but I've actually relocated twenty of those people back to Dubai. Um, which they actually wanted to do. Yeah. So um, I have another girl who relocated back from Bulgaria who worked for me. So it's actually really nice they want to come back and work yeah. for me, which is nice. Um, but we have some of our old team. Saying that, some of the new team is excellent as well. Yeah. So it's a bit of old and new and just, you know, getting that vision, leadership right and to, to as I said, to come back bigger and better. Amazing.
0: Then. And how have you found as well, so you've, you've taken on – more work in a way that you've got the, the Benton group and all of those responsibilities, plus stepping in and really building the entertainer. How are you balancing all of the work with you've got a couple of kids and <laughs> <laughs> I know. friends and because I struggle with that as well. Sometimes trying to be I feel like we can never be good at everything all the time, that there's always something, at least I'm not good at that. If you have a secret for that, please let me know. (laughs) Well,
1: I think what I've learned the secret is you have to say no to some things. You can't be scared to say no. I'm a very consistent, structured person. Um, I'm quite organized and look, you can't do it alone. That's the thing. I have a very good work-life balance, which I've adapted and that comes from having great people around you and the great people around me are people at home that help me look after the kids um, and people at work. I have great work people and, and I have great friends at the same time. So you have to really balance what's important to you and you've got to get a structure and then you just have to go with it. And that's generally how, that's generally how I run it. But you have to say no to things. You can't say yes to everything.
0: Yeah, and I think um, people... People sometimes are scared of saying no because they're worried that if they say no that that's an opportunity that they might lose out on in their business. Yeah, but but I you f- can't be everywhere. Or they you don't can't want be to everywhere. offend
1: someone. But yeah. you've got to take you time. You've got to have some me time as well because there's, you know, Dubai's busy. The world's busy actually. And when you've got work, you've got kids, you've got, you're juggling a lot of balls in the air. You've got to know which ones to be able to catch.
0: I'm finding too that when I say no to things sometimes and I need to get better at that even as well that oftentimes it can open up other opportunities that because oftentimes when we say no it's the stuff we don't really want to do
1: anyways that you just feel obligated to do yeah so no I've learned I definitely you can say no (laughs) definitely um and it's not a bad thing and you don't need to say it rudely you just unfortunately I'm busy Mm. I have other plans um and that's what of course you go to things where you can if you want to support people or help people, yeah. and or things if it benefits um, work or your kids, or but you have to prioritize. That's what's key. You have to prioritize what's important to you.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, we only have so many years on this planet, right? And we exactly. Have to you only
1: live once, so make you the have best to prioritize. Out of it. And and look, family always comes first of course, um, for yeah. me. What it's the kids um, that always comes for work, um, first, and it's just a balancing act. Yeah, um, but I think we've got that. Women are pretty good at multitasking. Amazing. We are, the we're best. good, and I think we've got that covered. Yeah.
0: And what about um, your personal brand? Mm-hmm. So you're quite well known. Um, you're quite well known in Dubai, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> in the in the UAE. A lot of people yeah. know you. Um, do you find do you spend a lot of time building your personal brand, or has that just kind of morphed that you know as you've been an entrepreneur over the years? Look, if I'm being
1: completely honest, I actually spend no time building my personal brand. <laughs> I,
0: I know, I know,
1: um, personal brand is probably not for me personally. Yeah. I, I, everyone thinks I'm quite an extrovert, but at times I am quite an introvert, and probably personal brand is one of those things. Um, when I'm on social or doing things, I'll always – it's more to promote um, the businesses yeah. or things that I personally believe in and they're the things that I would promote on social.
0: And do you do those posts yourself or do you have – No, do I, you know I do them. Do that? No, no, I do yeah. all
1: my own social media, all my own social media. Um,
0: I find that as well that – I have the team who do the the female fusion, all of that. You know, we'll talk about the strategy. Oh, so I do my that. personal Donna
1: Benton one. Yeah, I, I do I was going to say, but like
0: the Jen the Jen Blondo stuff, I couldn't let anybody do it because it just it goes back to authenticity in a way, right? Agree, that agree. If you have somebody else, and I don't know if you've ever had this that somebody will hire somebody to manage their personal social media and you'll end up getting random DMs from people who actually, you know, but you know, they'll send you a strange DM inviting you to something because they've let somebody else into their social media account. Yeah. It's like, that's not the way
1: you normally you're speak like, to
0: me. Why don't you just WhatsApp me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. Or it's just the language that they speak. They yeah. know, you know, it's not their language. So look, obviously for work, um, Benton Group and Entertainer, we have people running um, the, the social feeds for Mm. for those but my personal and I'm quite a humble person yeah and I don't really like gloating or anything like that I'm yeah I'm just not really into that so the things I post are more really about work or or my family um so my family back in Australia can see what we're doing (laughs) Um, so it's a little bit more personal personal to me
0: when it comes to to building wealth I often hear from women that they will say, well, I don't need to have investments, or I don't need to have a pension, because my pension is going to be my business when I sell it in 10 years, 20 years from now. Did you ever think that way when when you were building The Entertainer, that you were kind of like, I'm not going to do any savings, um, it's my business, that's going to be my wealth?
1: No, I,
0: I invested along the way. So
1: everything, when we got dividends from entertainer, I actually, I didn't, I was actually quite sensible. I didn't go shopping or go on trips or buy shoes or bags. I actually put a deposit on a apartment or a house um, because I knew that I had to grow my own wealth. um, And you only live once. So I wanted to, do the best that i could so and not spend it yeah my nana always taught me always save a little bit for a rainy day so i yeah every dividend that i i got i i put a deposit on a on an apartment or a house and i grew a property portfolio for really i'm very big on security and and safety and all the things us women love
0: so um so yeah that's what i did and they they do say as well that women like to invest more in property than men do. I think maybe because it feels a bit safer. I know for me, with my investments in property, I've always been like, that feels safe. I understand that. Yeah, no, no, I totally <laughs> got my get house. It. Um,
1: look, if you invest in property, you've always got a guaranteed rental income coming yeah. in. It's a forced saving for you. And if you ever go broke, you've got some way to live. Um, and you can always sell it. So I'm very, very big on property. I would definitely recommend that to anybody. If you've got some spare savings or any false savings you need to do, definitely buy property. So
0: don't just be relying on the business for your pension when you retire. No, and
1: also if you are entrepreneur or even a corporate entrepreneur yeah. as well, i say don't waste your money. I actually have a saying that if you spend, you'll never be able to save. But yes. if you save, you'll always be able to spend. Yes, and that's what i sort of live by a little bit and then later in life you can enjoy it
0: yeah i i find it crazy the amount of people that are just splashing the ca- splashing the cash mm. and just spending 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 and not saving like for me um, you know even within the business i find it really important that i want to reinvest in the business mm. i don't want to go and blow it on lots of other things i'd rather invest that and grow the business well it's the old
1: saying you have to speculate to accumulate yeah and yes having a business you definitely have to reinvest into it Um, especially at the beginning when you're starting up um, everything pretty much goes into it and then when you're able to take out dividends then I it's it's really you choose what to do with them everyone's different but shoes and bags will always be there. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's what I say. Shopping will always be there. Enjoy yeah. enjoy those things a little bit later. Get your foundation right first yeah. and build the build the bricks, build the blocks and then everything else will come after it.
0: Then you can have the great trip to the Maldives. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we love the Maldives. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we do love the
1: Maldives. You need to do
0: a female fusion in the
1: Maldives. Oh, wouldn't retreat. that be great? Exactly.
0: Oh, yeah. So we've got a retreat. We did a retreat in Mykonos earlier this year. We're doing one on the coast of Kenya but nice. the would be nice and people are whining spending a thousand dollars gosh I know
1: nice goodness me
0: yeah yeah and those trips are amazing too we had a great time in Mykonos so well it's great to one. see the world
1: as well yeah. um, I mean we all work really really hard and that's just not saying um corporate work if even if you're a mum out there you know kids are harder to look look after than going to work yeah so hats off you know to the stay home mums that is a huge huge job yeah so it's actually nice to be able to get away sometimes and everyone should have their me time we
0: need to slow down to speed up as i say yes very
1: true i like that yeah yeah
0: Let's do it. Next week, Maltese, okay, Maltese, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. Yeah. <laughs> so you also as well, you were saying that you've been doing a lot of investment in other businesses. So mm-hmm. primarily you're, um, you're investing in F&B and retail businesses, mm-hmm. or are, is it anything that kind of has your passion? You're like, oh, I like the look of that.
1: Yeah, look, I've invested in a few other businesses as well. Um in one in Canada, actually, Canada, Jamaica, oh. um, another VR company, um, I have a, a hair salon as well. So a, a few little businesses, you know, here and there, because sometimes no risk, no reward. Yeah. Like that. You've got to be a little bit of a risk taker and they all won't come off, but you hope some of them do.
0: And do you, do you find when you're hearing pitches, are there any pitches that you get that kind of make you feel a bit uncomfortable you're like yeah no I'm not investing in them.
1: Yeah the red flags to me are when somebody doesn't put in any of their own money or they don't want to put any sweat equity in so they're red flags to me and the other red flag is if um, they want to employ a load of people to do the job and they just manage them so I'm very much about doers like uh, there's, I've so many companies have got managers managing, managing, um, and I'm just like wow. So I'm all
0: about the doer. Yeah. So if they're not prepared to do it,
1: then I'm not really prepared to invest in it.
0: Totally. Well, it, mm. it seems like it would be so risky as well, right? If they're not prepared to do the work.
1: Oh, exactly. So they're really the yeah. two
0: red flags that I look out for. I, um, I ask business owners sometimes, we like, if you got a million dollars, what would you do with it in your business? So many people can't answer that question.
1: Mm, yeah. the- it's it's a tough one because you, as a business owner, you start out with with really nothing. Yeah. Um, and if you don't grow the business yourself, or um, depending on the mechanics yeah. of what they've done it, um, they actually don't know what to do with it. Because I always say anyone can be given a million dollars and start something with, but it will generally go broke. Um, because if you give something, it's like people winning Tats Lotto a lot of people go broke that win tax yeah. auto because they don't know what to do with it because they haven't earned it. <laughs> they haven't earned if, it, yeah. If you haven't earned it, you don't respect it and you just spent it.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective to, to look at it that way as well. Mm. It's, it, it's funny the different stages of business that you see at that because I w- even talking to somebody, one of my friends who has a seven-figure business and we were talking about that, she's like, do you know, I don't even know. She's like, I don't even know, like, I've got my business strategy, but like a million dollars, what would I do? Mm. And it's, it's really interesting that, and, and it is right how you said that though as well.
1: There's a lot of things you can do. Totally. (laughs) There's a lot. But everyone seems to think that they need to spend it all.
0: No. That's the first mistake. You don't spend it all.
1: You just do what needs to be done. Yes. And, I mean, look, it depends on the business and things at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Expansion, you know, you can get the whole flip chart out. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of people don't know what to do with it. And i would say if you get something for free, you generally will never use it. That's why it's important for people to pay. It doesn't even need to be a lot, but if you pay for something, yeah, it's like you feel you've um you have to you have to use it because you've yeah. actually paid for it. But if you just give away things, then people don't have the respect for it and they won't use it. Definitely. Mm.
0: Even in female fusion we stop doing we don't have many things for free anymore because we're like it people won't use it and they won't appreciate it or if you do an event and it's free, they won't turn up. Yeah. So you're like, now, the Even, you? You, you need to be able to, if you're prepared to invest in yourself, you're going to, it's going to be the right people who are going to show Correct. up. Yeah.
1: And look, and also it needs to be an appreciation, not an expectation Yes. as well. Yeah. Um. So they're the other things that you, as, as you have your businesses for longer, many years to come, yeah. you realize all these things. Don't give things for, I mean, of course you give product and things for yes. competitions yeah. and things what you need. Um, But as soon as it becomes an expectation, everything stops. People have to appreciate things. Yeah,
0: good advice. So coming up, Entertainer, you've been in for six weeks, so it hasn't been a lot of time. Six weeks. I feel like I've been there two years years already. Which is a good thing. It's exciting. I'm loving it. So the hair salon is back. What's coming up in Entertainer? What can we expect?
1: Yeah. Look, Entertainer is um, we're really going deeper into the countries that we've got. I'm bringing it back to its original foundation. So it sort of went a little bit, um, a little bit loose, I suppose. Okay. So it's coming back to its original format of January to December. So it's annual now. It okay. was buy it whenever bit all you over. want. Yeah, it would
0: be three hundred. Sixty-five. Correct. Yes.
1: Um, so I'm bringing the merchants and um, the customers back into January to December because I think everybody likes a little bit of structure. I'm redoing all the app, so um, it's going to be a little, lot more user-friendly. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. People need to be able to – our app, it's more like, say, the Kareem or the Uber app. You actually want – they you go on the app, you get your ride, you want to get off and you go. People want to get on the entertainer app to – Look where they're going. Yeah, get the offer and off. Yeah. So that's that's what we're bringing it back to. Um, the website we're redoing as well, and we're really focusing on bringing all the quality merchants back, which I'm really happy to say a lot of them have come back on. So 2024 yes. is going to be amazing, and it's going to have great quality merchants, and all the value is going to be there again.
0: I am. So excited to see what's going to be in it um, and be happy that I'm going to have more than a hundred dirhams of savings Exactly, <laughs> There's a little ROI, there's a
1: savings calculator
0: yeah. on the homepage so you can see
1: what your ROI is Amazing. throughout the year.
0: Well, I think I speak on behalf of everybody in the UAE who are very happy to have you back an Entertainer as well. Um, and thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us on the podcast today. Thank you, Jen. And it's been so, so lovely to spend this time with you. Thanks, Donna. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you want to be on top of the numbers in your business, why not download Female Fusion's SME dashboard? It is the exact dashboard that we use in Female Fusion to track all of our numbers, the financial numbers, the marketing numbers, customer service numbers. It really helps us stay on top of everything in the business. As I say, you can't grow what you don't know. So if you'd like to grab it, we've included a link in the show notes, or you can go to femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash SME dashboard. Now that might be a bit complicated. So just hop on over to the show notes and you can grab it from there.